I'll do it. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? All right. Not bad. Mike, I have a question for you. Shoot. Are you going to be picking up, uh, I know you said you were going to stop with the Black Series, but uh, are you going to be picking up at least one more? Uh, The one that's part of Mando Monday that we're going to be talking about here in a bit? Of course. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> to go with the other one that I have. See, I don't have that one in any of the, but I have the Funko Pop, the flocked Fungo, Fungo Pop. Oh, right. You have to look it up. It was like a um, Comic-Con exclusive or New York Comic-Con oh. exclusive last year. It's still only like 20 bucks. I'm going to have to, oh. oh. I'll have to look at that. Yeah, look yeah. it up. It's uh, Yeah. I was at a restaurant and the guy had like two of them in it sitting there and I was like, dude, are these for sale? <laughs> He's like, nope, that's <laughs> The whole place is just full of Funko Pops. Believe it or not, his believe, collection. Believe it or not, I don't have any Chewbacca Funko Pops. No, 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 that's not true. I have a Chewbacca Life Day Funko Pop from Life Day last year at Disney. I have the flocked one that came with the um fun, the uh, subscription boxes when they were doing those. Uh, I have this one's two. flocked. This one's flocked. So I have a Life Day one. I don't have a regular one. But ah. it's okay. My first one that I got is a park exclusive one. So I'm okay with that. I really am. Yeah. There is another those. Black Series figure that's um, on pre-sale right now that I'm looking. I'm really seriously considering. Oh, well, I thought I already saw her at um, GameStop, but I guess it says, still says pre-order is the Mara Jade one. Uh, she's available in GameStop. Because Doctor, because the, the new comic, because uh, that's the comic version from the comic book series in the Black Line. The comic book Doctor Afra is also available. That's with her in her coat, her trench coat. Ah. It's available at, at some Game Stops now as well. I need to get that one too. Yeah, Actually, that one, the, um, that one I want to get too. Pre-orders will be available or um, pre-order the item. It'll be available June first. So Either, I'm, unless it's GameStop has it early, I, I've seen pictures of people picking them up at GameStop already. Okay, so because I saw it when I was there. So like I said, I need to get Afra, and I'm actually looking at getting two. One to leave in the box, and one to display. But It's Black Series box. You can open it up and close it, and it still you can't tell it was ever opened. Yeah, but I, my other Afra is boxed and in display. So That's like all of our um, Ahsokas. We have like four or five different Ahsoka figures. Yeah, I mean, I am tempted to look for another Black Chrysanthemum comic to leave the two together box, and then have two loose. That's just me. But check out the homepage, WookieRadio.net. Check out our affiliates like Biddy Boomers, who apparently was at Megacon this last weekend that I didn't go. Mm. (laughs) They'll probably be in London this weekend. Quite possibly. Uh, Use code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase. If they're in London, 
Well, show's going to drop after London pretty much closes, so never mind. I will put that. I will. I will put the question out there on. It will. It will have appeared on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Let's see if I could hit the the hashtags for celebration. See if people could try using the code. See if it'll work at the show if they're at the show. I hope they would use the code. Um, also, too, check out Red Flag Workshop. They just dropped. Uh, we talked about the uh, the Hoth Eye Park Ranger patches uh, last month. Yesterday, as we're recording, yesterday they dropped the indoor Park Ranger eye patches. And what I mean by eye patches, uh, I got the I got the, the definition from him. They're smaller patches, so they're like half the size of the normal patch. So is that eye as an eyeball or eye as in the letter I? Probably as in like maybe big enough to be an eye patch. <laughs> um. But you, but you buy it. But you buy two. When you when you buy them, you get two, and they still had the Velcro on the back. Cool. Well, hopefully this weekend I'll be able to um, get my red flag video filmed and put up. Sweet. I got I have an extra day this weekend, so I've got like four or five different things I got to film. They, of course, they've also got uh, that I, I am proud to say I, I helped design. Uh, remove before flight key rings, uh, which I still got to get y'all's out to you guys. Probably happen Monday. Probably get them out Monday. Um, cool. But anyone who uses the code SMUGGLER3, which you get 25% off, show us. Show us a picture of you using the code. I could get it verified by by Ryan at Red Flag Workshop. I will send you an exclusive Wookie Radio remove before flight key ring. Go only get it from us. And I'm giving away two. One on Instagram, one on Twitter. So if you went on Instagram, you can't win on Twitter. Sorry. So I want to give them to two different people. So um Rebel Sabers. Use code Wookie for 10% off all your Saber needs. Uh, they have some great Sabers there. Uh, you will find on Instagram pictures of Zoe and I when we took our Sabers to Galaxy's Edge. They, wait, I gotta double check Max. before I say this. I, let me double check Rebel Sabers. Think of it's the one I'm thinking of. Which if, if someone else who we won't mention names, Derek, it's their design to them. We may have a smuggler's, pack, smuggler's bundle for them. Okay. Yeah. Huh? What? Yeah. No, this, okay, the the saber I saw I was from someone else. So I completely forgot about that. So, um, so a really cool one, but it's not there. So, and then of course, toink toink dot com t o y n k dot com. Use code WINGEEKS15 for 15% off your purchase there. And if you want to email the show and give us any comments, feedback, or even tips about, hey, check out this company, um, email us at WookieRadio at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at WookieRadio. We're always there. Uh, but with Toink, Derek, you said you got the Toink pick of the week this week. What's our pick of the week? Well... You can use the code to get the Geeky Tiki Star Wars Book of Boba Fett 15-ounce ceramic mug of R3X, the droid. Which the original character of R3X, because he's now been renamed DJ R3X for... For the cantina at Ogus, the original character in the original Star Tours was RX-24. Mm-hmm. I like this is uh, I like this one. It looks really neat. Yeah, I I would love to get that one for for um, the Trotsky cup for my computer desk. Mm. Be cool. I would get it and I would get it and and uh, display it. That's yeah, not something I'd probably ever drink out of because it's too cool. Well, and, and that one's the the top part's a lid. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, his head comes off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is also fun. So, um, speaking of collectibles. Actually, before we get to collectibles, um, have to mention someone has crossed over and joined the force this past week. And the announcement was initially made on April 1st, this past Saturday, and everyone thought it was a joke. And then it was taken down and redone the next day because it wasn't a joke. Angie Mayhew, Peter Mayhew's wife, passed away. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that one. I didn't hear that either. Complications from from heart surgery that she had. Uh, sorry to hear that. So she is now one with the force, and, and standing next to her, and hopefully standing next to her big Wookie. And that is the exact reason why I'm not a fan of April Fool's Day. Yeah. Um. But Mando Monday, some cool things announced for it. 
I'm Fernando. Uh, live out of <laughs> Boston. I've been with. No, it's not Fernando in Boston. Uh, from Mando Monday. From Hasbro, the vintage collection. Luke Skywalker, Jedi Academy. <laughs> That's the vintage series, though, isn't it? It's vintage series, three and three quarter inch. Okay. Yeah. Looks. Actually, I think, looks. I think amazing. I, I, yeah, it looks really sweet, but I think I'd rather the black series one that comes with Grogu in the backpack. Um, there is a Grogu vintage collection that comes with the backpack that was announced earlier. Ah, okay. So you get the two together. For some reason, I really like that he has. I don't know why, but I was looking at him like, oh, the, I love the lightsaber, even though. You know, it's not yeah. like the first time ever that, but I just love that it has the removable blade and everything. Yeah. Unlike the old, back in, in the beginning where you got two sabers, you got the hilt that you put on their belt or the the saber with the saber ignited. Mm. Um, uh, yes. But this is a pre-order on Amazon and Entertainment Earth or sixteen ninety nine. It's probably up, already sold out. Next one. Mm-hmm. For those Wait. who... Before we go on, I just have one one thing I'm curious about. Get your opinion on the packaging has the picture of Luke. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the from the Mandalorian the re, the uh, deep fake Luke, or is that actually Luke Luke? I don't know. I haven't seen the package. I'm bringing up the article now so I can look. Uh, it's the deep fake look, Luke. Yeah, yeah, it's it is. Because it's, it's got Grogu on the back. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, continue. Uh, next up, what we were teasing during our business section of the show, it's going to be a deluxe figure, which I'm fine with. So deluxe figure at $33.99. Yeah, I will pay the extra money for this. Star Wars, the Black Series, Chrysanthemum from Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> this is the one when this dropped, I've heard nothing but rave reviews from the Black Series forums on Facebook. This is what we should have gotten the first time. Well, no, the first one was based on the comic. And while he is bulky in the comic, they didn't make him as bulky for the comic series Blackline or the comic inspired Blackline. And I'm okay with that because I figured once we got to a actual Book of Boba Fett issue, Black Chrysanthemum, it will look more like the show. And we're getting that. Yeah. And this thing looks amazing. Unfortunately, it's still got that windowless box. Yeah. But it's actually, okay. here on the package, it actually has on the side of the package, it says plastic free packaging. Yeah, that's that's all their packaging from now They're on. All, yeah. Like that. it, that's, even, that's even crossing over into Marvel Legends. Yeah. Yeah. Even, <clears throat> excuse me. Even their D&D figures they released mm-hmm. are all like that, too. It was weird seeing the D and D figures on a card <laughs> with the plastic, with the with the cardboard box around the figure. Mm-hmm. Like okay, but <laughs> no. To go back to answer your question from earlier, yes, I will be getting this. One is a Wookiee, two is Black Chrysanthemum. <laughs> yes, it's on the purchase list. Yep, that's what I figured. <laughs> I I will get this. I will probably have this before I complete the Rebel Commandos. So, um, and then you can also get Star Wars Mix and Moods. It's M-I-X-I-N apostrophe Moods. Grogu. It's the latest interactive toy. It's five inches tall. It has multiple skins so kids can change his expressions. You can make more than 20 different expressions in all by moving Grogu's ears, mouth, eyelids, neck, and arms. Notice they didn't say fingers. (laughs) Because I could see some interesting poses being done that way as well. (laughs) And I'm juvenile enough to do those poses. As am I. So, and make that a profile picture. So, uh, twenty four ninety nine. I may have to see what this looks like in the, if they ever, if it ever comes to the parks. Just, just may. Um, and then to continue on, because um, I, I think it's funny. Mando Monday on StarWars.com, They don't list all. They don't. All they list is the vintage collection loop. They don't list the other yeah. two items. That's why I'm looking for the yeah. article you were had. You were pulling off of and uh, comicbook.com. Yeah, it's weird. I'm on there and I still, I don't know. Um, comicbook.com, the article is titled uh, Star Wars TVC Jedi Academy Luke Skywalker, uh, okay. Black Series Persantin, and, yeah. and more Mando Monday Week 6 reveals. But the thing is, all they're doing is Hasbro, the Hasbro mm-hmm. stuff. They don't, Hasbro or, or possibly Mattel. I, I'm not sure if this Grogu is Hasbro or Mattel. Um, mm, 
Second. I want to say this Could is Hasbro. I want to say it's Hasbro because I think I got the press release for this from Hasbro. It's not the um, Hasbro website, so. It, it's, it's Hasbro. Um, but over on StarWars.com, they continue on with Razor Crest Geeky Tiki's Punch Bowl by Beeline Creative. That's kind of cool because it's got a uh, mini Tiki of the Bando and Grogu. Yes. I like the shirt that comes with it. Or, mm-hmm. Wait, the shirt doesn't come with it. I wish it did, though. Yeah, no, it's a whole separate thing. But I like the shirt. I, I got, as I'm still losing weight, I eventually need to get a uh, Star Wars Geeky Tiki shirt. Because, yes, I will wear that. That's definitely a Florida shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they make it in 3X and 4X. Yep. <laughs> oh, price, though. Yeah. Ooh. That's the thing. The, um, the really cool, <laughs> like, button-up shirts like that are always, like, pay through the nose for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, either that or they're really cheap quality. Yeah. Well, I guarantee you, if it's from these guys, that's not cheap, but seventy three fifty. Oh, that's a little mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a on little... par with heroes and villains prices. <laughs> yeah, well. Um up next from Hallmark, Star Wars the Mandalorian helmet sculpted ceramic caddy. This is cool. Having a dinner party, put all your utensils there, or you can use office supplies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, new job I've applied for. If I get it, it would be a desk job. Might consider something like this from my desk. No, I won't because it's 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cool. It would have been more cool if it was actually still domed and the holes were in, in the top of the helmet instead of removing the helmet and just looking awkward. Uh, up next from Thomas Kincaid Studios, which is an artist, is a studios my, my wife likes. Um, from They do a lot of Disney pieces that are gorgeous. One of the cool things with, with Thomas Kincaid is you can backlight it. The light will shine through the areas that are lit. Mm. And it's so awesome. Or or if you put a light on it, it will highlight those areas. It, it's so cool how they do it. Uh, it's the Mandalorian in good hands. Uh, it um, immortalizes the moment Grogu says goodbye to Din Djarin at the end of season two. There's some, uh, I'm actually over on the website looking and it's like, there is some awesome other ones on here also. Yeah. Mm. The whole Mandalorian series on here is beautiful. Their Star Wars line is gorgeous as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, it's like, yeah, their canvas pieces and stuff are pricey because it's Thomas Kincaid. But you can prints. get prints starting at like $35. Yeah, which is a great price for the prints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, had some, they had some cool Star Wars stuff, too. Or just, you know, from the films. Uh, <laughs> then they also do... Uh, also do a lot of Disney. They got DC art as well. DC and Marvel art. Yeah. So. Oh, they got a book. Thomas Kincaid Dreams Collection. Oh, wait. So. Never mind. That's the picture for the. No, they, they, they've they got some. Uh, they've got an Obi-Wan Kenobi collection as well. I mean, they do a lot. Uh, you'll, you'll see their stuff. Uh, how we were introduced to their stuff was on QVC. Believe it. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So some really cool people there. Um, yeah, I could go down that rabbit hole for a while. Uh, also, too, from Thunder Bay Press, Reader Link, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, Crochet. It follow these step-by-step instructions to crochet 12 adorable characters from the Disney Plus series with enough crafting material for two projects. The Mandalorian and Grogu with his floating, with his floating pram. That kind of makes me want to learn how to crochet. I actually have a friend who does crochet, and for Christmas last year, we got him one of these because they had a couple of other ones from the Star Wars like this. The mud the, the one is kind of cool. No, yeah, I got him the yeah. Harry Potter. We got him the Harry Potter one. I actually was in in uh, Michael's today, um, the uh, craft store, and I saw another one that was called Knitting the Galaxy, and it was oh, it was cool. all Star Wars stuff like that. The Ahsoka one's cool too. Work. <laughs> the only one on the on the cover of this box that I'm not a fan of is Gideon. Yeah, the Jawa looks great. Okatan looks awesome. Yeah, Gideon looks a little weird, but he does have the dark saber, so that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Now, while it's not part of um, Mando Monday, it was announced today as we're recording. Uh, Funko un- unveiled because we're recording before celebration. We're recording April fifth. Celebration starts on the sixth. Um, Funko unveils Star Wars Rivals card game. Hmm. Uh, yeah, actually, celebration starts Friday the seventh. I don't know if they're doing a preview night tomorrow night. Um, but yeah, a new a new card game that with Funko esque you know, Funko Funko esque 
figures. It's kind of cool. I'm wondering. Okay, depending on who, um, how they did it, because I have some of the um, the other fun code like miniatures games. I have the DC Comics ones, where it's the Batman games. It's probably similar format. Possibly. I have Marvel Battle World, which is totally different. I haven't collected any of the games. I should. I have Battle World. I got quite a few from Battle, few sets from Battle World. I like Battle World. It's fun. Uh, so it's an expandable strategy game for two players. The game will pit the light versus the dark, um, where players will create a squadron of iconic characters and attempt to collect the most location cards and win against their opponent. Bunko hmm. notes that each Star Wars character will have three unique action cards with various abilities that can be strategically configured with other characters. The premiere set will be priced at $19.99 and will include four character-themed game movers, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Asajj Ventress, and a clone trooper. <laughs> Uh, an exclusive Prinsome die, 14 action cards. I wonder why they didn't do anything from the sequel trilogy. I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, 18 tokens and markers and 12 location cards, four of which are exclusive to the set. Light, light side and dark side character booster packs priced at $4.99 each include a character themed game mover. Uh, 20 total characters are available. Um, character card, two location cards, five or game die, five action cards, 16 tokens and markers. There will also nope. be hologram variants. It's already determined. I'm going to collect it. <laughs> uh, pre-order now on Funko.com. Since this is a collectible type game, I'm I'm pretty much sure I'm not going to do it because I, I can't jump down that rabbit hole. All right. Um, it's a lot of magic. I, I can't jump back into another one. Let let me see what magic I can, what Jedi powers uh-huh. I can use. There's uh-huh. two uh-huh. interesting things of note to me about this. One, the starter set is an interesting choice. I get the Luke Invader, but the size of interest in the clone trooper is a little weird, but that's okay. And number two, there's a picture of one of one of the sets that has the uh, the Emperor in it, <laughs> and he looks so cute. I'm seeing the set with uh, Boba Fett. Yes, which looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It's good, decent price too. It yeah. really is. Yeah, that's the nice thing about Funko stuff like this their games are mm-hmm. are really really well priced mm-hmm. um there, there. i'm seeing a c3po i'm seeing oh uh the four is there a list of the figures character movers as they call it i mean this is going to be available everywhere uh walmart Listing it, uh, there is a list of characters: Boba Fett, Captain Phasma, Count Dooku, mm. Palpatine, Grievous, Tarkin, Stormtrooper Commander, Snoke, TX Twenty, Yoda, Ray, Leia, Han. Now the Leia is a New Hope Leia. Han, General Obi Wan Kenobi, Finn, Chewie, C three PO, Ahsoka. What? No R two. Wait, yeah, no R two. And then the hologram variants: Dooku, Vader, Palpatine, Smoke, uh, Snoke. Ahsoka Tano, Cody, Leia, and Yoda. So I guess Cody comes with, uh, Cody's going to come in the, yeah, it's Asajj Ventress in the premiere set. Asajj Ventress, Vader, Cody, and Skywalker. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Um, and then Lego announces its new collector series, Star Wars set. And it's the X-Wing fighter. T65 X-Wing. That looks really cool. This one looks awesome. Uh, 300 bucks for it. Or no, That's actually not, 240, that, not a bad 240. price for the collector series. 240. And then on top That's of... That's a really good price for collector series. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, new diorama sets for the 40th anniversary of Jedi, which apparently these were leaked not too long ago. But you have um, the Emperor's Throne Room and the Indoor Space uh, Speeder Chase. Uh, cool. the, the throne room is $99 or hundred bucks. It's like 807 piece set. It's not bad looking, especially with as intricate as it, as it is with the detail. Mm-hmm. It's pretty mm-hmm. nice. It's only got the three figures. Uh, it's got Luke Vader and Palpatine. I would love to have seen two, two Royal guards in this as well. Yeah. Even though they're not exactly in this particular part of the scene, you had their towers. I would love to have seen them in there or have the option where you put them in there. Uh, and then the indoor speeder chase, uh, 608 pieces, 80 bucks. This looks really nice too. And it's got Luke and Leia on a speeder bike. What was that? It's kind of an interesting quote they decided to have for the front of this one. Yeah. Yeah. But these, these will be available to order on, uh, 
you could pre-order at Celebration if you're there, or you could have, um, or on Lego.com. But they'll be av- uh, for the diorama sets. They will be available, but you could then order the X-wing on May first, and will be made to the general public on May fourth. And then finally, collector-wise, uh, Shop Disney releases the Luke Skywalker 40th anniversary lightsaber replica for two forty-nine ninety-nine. Cool. It comes with the stand. It comes with the belt clip. It comes with the saber. It comes with the blade. It comes with an interchangeable emitter, so you could put the blade in or leave it in the movie aspect with the thinner throat like in the movie to be more movie accurate that you would wear on your uh-huh. on your hilt or on your on the off the belt clip if you're not using the blade um but i believe this is the ex- the exact same saber that you'd get as a legacy saber at the parks um because the case is very similar it looks like a almost like a kyber crystal type case uh but it's got the full all the accessories to it at once which 249 is not bad considering the hilt's probably one fifty nine ninety nine. The belt clip is fifteen bucks. The blade's thirty bucks. The stand is the the stands that they have there are thirty five bucks. And this you're getting everything all. In. And I actually kind of like this stand better than what you get at the parks. It's okay. Don't yeah. let the mouse hear you. Huh? <laughs> What's that? What's that? Don't let the mouse hear you. You like something better here than what you can buy from him directly? <laughs> uh, this is this is still through the mouse. ShopDisney.com. It's not the Hasbro set. Shop Disney. Oh, you know Hasbro still makes it. I, I don't know who's actually making the uh, Legacy Sabres. I have a funny feeling it may be Hasbro ghosting, but Hasbro's blades are different than removable blades are different than what, what we use, what's used on the legacy sabers and the hills are slightly different too. legacy sabers are a little more, have a little more girth to them. So, uh, and then you could go to shopdisney.com and check out the new merch that's coming out for May the 4th, 2023. So let's, um, let's start bad batch first. Wait, forgot I have these. All right, here are the mission debriefs. So we'll start with Bad Batch first. Thank you, J7. I'm sending to your terminals now. So where do we want to start? It finished much stronger and a, a little different than I was expecting. I wasn't expecting Cliffhanger because they've, they've still not yeah. announced that we're getting a season three. A big Cliffhanger. Question is, do we, how much do we buy into the Imperial Officer is, is related to Omega and the clones? I buy it. I buy it because they've um, all all um, since we first saw her. Remember, we were trying to figure out why is she got the exact same accent as Omega. Right. True. Why does she sound so much like Omega? Well, now we know. Well, why isn't she recognized by by the other clones like Omega was as being a clone? Why wasn't she recognized by context? Why wasn't she she recognized by uh, the Kimonian? I can't remember. Remember, um, Omega, they found on Kamino with the Kaminoans with all the cloning stuff. So why would there be a human girl there? Right. This lady is just, she's an adult. She's um, working in the Imperial facility, so. Plus, there's the Superman defense. (laughs) Exactly. She's wearing glasses. She's wearing glasses. Okay. No, just kidding. Just kidding. But, um. Only a little. Yeah, but we don't, we don't, you know, only a little. We don't know her whole story, so we don't know why you know there could actually be story reasons why your why your questions have not been answered mm-hmm. oh thanks for another big question i had is is there any way that we get tech back at all did you see the body no then there's a way you you as a comic book fan I should know. definitely know that much oh, okay <laughs> now wait comic books, even if you see a body you still get them back that's true yeah we got. They just gotta go Dathomir. We got Maul back. <laughs> we got Maul yeah, back, exactly. and we saw that body split in half. Exactly. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, but see, Tech doesn't have the dark side of the Force and all of his hatred to keep him and pull him back together. No, but you you never know what kind of technical advancements he might have in his body. Yeah, and and all we know is. You know, they said, this is all we found of him. It was the goggles. I mean, I'm sure that was a bold-faced lie. There was a lot of this stuff, though, that at the end of this um, season that um, five, four or five episodes ago, I was hearing uh, some people make some predictions, and a lot of it was almost dead on. 
Oh, really? I've heard from I heard from the very beginning. Listen to other podcasts and stuff. How um, they expected Sid to turn on the guy somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Some we reason. I think we saw we that. All, yeah, we all saw that. Coming. We, we all saw that coming when when you know with that one hollow message mm-hmm. where she's like, "Look, where are you guys?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I, when they were hiding from her, I yeah. also heard it called her real early that um, we'd lose tech somehow. I think a lot of that was because um, there was a couple of episodes and um, compared to season one, tech had a lot larger part in this episode in this season. Yeah. Almost like you're made, they're making it as strong as possible so that if and when we lost him, it would actually be a bigger deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were definitely um, fleshing him out a little more this season. Mm -hmm. I was happy after the midpoint of the season the, um, there was more a more obvious through line of this was actually going in a direction. First yeah, half, still feel like it was a it was a lot of setup, but it was also just it felt like just individual episodic, which I don't mind if that's what we're getting. Right, but decide one or the other. <laughs> right, exactly. Because Clone Wars was episodic. Yeah. And so was Rebels to a point. And that's one yes. thing Star has not given us yet on television or on streaming or any of that stuff. It's just an episodic anthology style series, kind of like what the Clone Wars was. We've not gotten that from anything else. Everything else has just been like an eight or 12 part long form movie. Yeah, but you, I, you'd have to do the right thing. Yeah. To, like Clone Wars was, was um, definitely ripe for that kind of storytelling. And so it was like something like Rebels. Right. So that's what I said. It's like, I would love to see them just figure out where they want to put it and try to, um, well, Resistance was that way for to a point. Yeah. It was completely episodic. It just was aimed at a much younger audience. Right. Because with the Resistance, you could pick up at any episode and watch it and okay, it's all yeah. totally self-contained. Yeah. 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 So... No, I enjoyed. I I really enjoyed coming to the end of this and um and seeing where it ended. And then you're like, wait a minute. So now they have to give us another season. And the thing is, knowing um the scheme that's making Star Wars and Lucasfilm, they're not going to end on a cliffhanger unless they know they're getting another one to pay it off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially that. That kind of that was a that's a big cliffhanger. Yeah. Like if you know they had if they had if the if tech dying. Should we have given spoiler warnings? Anyway, (laughs) this stuff was from last week, so. Yeah, that's true. If tech dying had been like the cliffhanger, then you could say, all right, you know, if it doesn't come back, then that's, you know, that's how it ends. Okay. But what they did to Omega, that's definitely, you can't just leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fact that the the final part of the episode, you get um, Hunter and Wrecker jumping on the ship saying, we're going after her. We're going to find her. Right. Well, since we, uh, I think J7 may have our uh, spoiler alert covered. Hey, thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, <laughs> good thing you're in Florida. I, I, I think J7 has uh, been talking with Thursday from over at Mighty Marvel Geeks. I don't know. He seems to have more of a sense of humor. Okay. You got to do something about your AI programming, Mike. Yeah, really. Or like outsource. Hey, one don't word look for at you. me. Outsource. You're the one that bought a droid off the clearance rack. How how well, often is that going to be rubbed in? I got to say that uh, that the Derek AI on Weeby Geek Two have is pretty realistic. <laughs> Wait, that's an AI. I thought that was you. Oh, um, I may have said too much. <laughs> <laughs> um. So how how'd y'all feel overall about uh Bad Batch? The whole season? Yeah. Um <clears throat> overall, I mean it had its ups and downs, but overall I think it was pretty good. And um I like what it has led to. And I'm very interested. I want I definitely want another season. Yeah. yeah, I think it, it very much, it, um, like I said, it paid off a lot of what it did in the first half. Yeah, and, um, yeah. It looked completely at the first half like there's no idea where this is going. This is just individual episodes doing nothing. And I think it paid off just about everything that was uh, laid out in that first half. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it was laying out the the clone um, clone rights. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I never thought would 
was going to end up being a thing, but makes sense. That's um, another theory I've heard out there is um, the possibility that um, we've seen the Clone Wars is what they always said. But we've only seen one war. Perhaps there's a second Clone War coming and it's the Empire versus the clones trying to eradicate the rest of the clones. Oh, I like that. I like so that maybe idea. There, there's your next episodic series that's right. fully self-contained episodes. And it is the clone resistance fighting back against the Empire. I like that. They've set it up with Rex and Cody or Cody's not even met up with Rex according to our stuff so far. Right. So you get get Cody, you get Rex, uh, Wolf, Hauser, all of them. Yep. You build an actual clone or the clone army now fighting against the Empire because the Empire is trying to just totally destroy him and eradicate him. Yeah. You got Gregor. Mm hmm. It's a good thought. More of the clones um, switch sides because of what's going on. Yeah. Right. I like that idea. I like that a lot. And with the way they did the Clone Wars series, I was thinking, okay, here's all the different battles going on. Not looking at it as one overall war, but the various wars the clones were fighting during that time period between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. But it's all framed as um, Republic versus Separatist. Right. Yeah. And even even Yoda at the end of uh, Attack of the Clones says, you know, he says, begun this Clone War as... True. So maybe True. there's a second one that happens somewhere in this 20 years. It would, it could be a really short, like only like a, a year. Sure, yeah. This empire starts building the um the legions of stormtroopers. They're going to overpower and overrun the clones pretty quick, just by sheer numbers. Well, and that and that's why I guess uh, what was it? Wolf Gregor and uh, Rex were on the one planet with their ATT. Mm-hmm. Right. Was they were kind of in self-opposed exile to stay hidden from the Empire. And maybe if there was another war with the Empire versus the clones, that could also help um, inspire the rebellion as well. Yeah. Or add fuel to that. Right. Make the um, individual rebel cells assist the clones in this. Right. So, so, yeah. if we're, so if we're talking... That then, then going back to Kenobi, when we see a clone trooper down on his luck in his armor on the side with Imperial troops walking around, why isn't he attacked then? If the war's over and there's an armistice or whatever, you know, at this point, he's no longer a threat. Yeah, he's sitting on the side of the on the side of the street begging for for money and food. So if he had a blaster in his hand pointing it at them, that'd be a different story. Okay, makes sense. He's not worth he's not worth um, doing anything about. Just let them rot. Clone rights, man. Clone rights. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was I was impressed with with this season. Definitely, while yes, um, hitting on you know the first half of the season being a lot of individual stuff. I think it was setting up the Clone Wars uh, or the Clone Rights and and bringing in a lot of that realization um, that was happening amongst the clones, and even to the point of changing crosshair yeah mm-hmm. so now now is there um any chance crosshair um joins up with the boys again or does he just move off on his own because it's too much bad blood between it he just moves off and on his own now to hide i can see it going both ways i really can i think they're gonna do a redemption type deal with him because this yeah, is, at the end will. of the day they look at it this is technically a kid show right <clears throat> or maybe They'll do like a story arc where he joins them again and he fights with them for a bit, but then he realizes he's just, you know, everything he's done in the past, he just can't stay with them. So he, you know, he kind of goes off and, and does his own thing somewhere else. So kind of a mix of both of those story ideas. Finds out he's really he's really not a team player. Yeah, he's just he just can't get back into the fold. Too much has happened. Well, we also too don't know how much um, mind mind altering has been done with him as well at the moment. Right, right. So, so looking, we're at the point now where we can let's get some predictions possibly for other for we know we're gonna suck with the season three. Did the clone right? Does this clone right stuff get settled in season three, or do we do they start a new series that has that is more about that type of or that's added into? I think where do we go? I mean, not just that, but 
the rest of it also. I think if anything, it's going to be if we have not if when we get season three, mm-hmm. it's going to be. Um, I think there's going to be the issue with the clone rights, like you said, could be resolved, whether it's by warfare or not is a whole other issue. And I'm wondering if it gets resolved by warfare, will we see um, Obi-Wan drawn into it? I don't mm-hmm. think. I think it seems like other than um, a few like a, a kind of small appearance and like rebels and stuff, you don't really see too much of the clones in the, you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. So maybe they do, you know, there is something another war or something and, and the empire finally decides to just wipe them out. Yeah. Also, we got the, um, the easy ones to predict are the whole, um, um, what's happening with Omega. That's it. And what the boys going after her, but right. What's the final, um, what do we think is the final actual purpose of the Tantus cloning facility? Because the, cl- obviously the, um, clone troopers are off the table. Cause that's the, the empire's moving on to storm troopers. They're not worried about clones. Right. So is this the beginning of the Palpatine cloning? I, I believe it is. That's- I believe it is. Because they're trying to get Lama Su to give them all of their um, all the information. That's why they kidnapped Omega. Right, and because what else would they? What else would they be working on cloning for? That's the question now. Because <laughs> like, that's the question. Right. So I would say yeah, it would probably be the <laughs> beginning of the Emperor's thing. Wait, wait. And we know um, the Snoke was probably a clone of more than one person. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I, I, and I think it's, it's funny that the cloning aspect is coming about in Mandalorian as well. I was just going to say that. How do you think? How do you think they might tie in together? One's the cloning of Palpatine, and the other is whatever project brings us Snoke. I think Snoke is the end result of where they got with Palpatine, with trying to clone Palpatine. That's Snoke yeah, was, try, was, a fa- was it tried to be a clone of Palpatine? Palpatine was trying no. to extend himself. No, because I think Snoke- I, I think it's different because this is because if you remember when we see Gideon's base, all the different Jedi's and whatnot that have been yeah captured that was or Gideon's base that was on um, that was in um, the um, Castle Inquisitor. That was the Inquisitor's base on Obi Wan. No, that was no. that was that wasn't um, an was entirely Mandalore. different thing. It was Mandalore. that you're thinking of season that two of Mandalore base, and those were Jedi. Yeah, but in season two of Mandalorian, they had that base that that they invaded that had a bunch of cloned. Before they took that, tra- tra- they were it's when they okay. drove that transport off the cliff. Yeah, and it survived, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. But I, think, I think when we get to Snoke, Snoke was the most advanced they'd ever gotten with um, Palpatine until we get to Rise of Skywalker. Right, but I, and but I, there, Palpatine wasn't a fully autonomous, ready to go body. Right, he was still had to right. be connected to all the machinery and stuff. But yeah. I, but I think Snoke is a collaboration of different Jedi's brought together, and and from what and the reason. The end result we see is a failed, a surviving failed attempt. He has force abilities, mm-hmm. but that's or he's force sensitive, but isn't functional as a Jedi esque or as a Sith esque well, character. The way I've always heard it from the, all, all this with Snoke and with the Emperor coming back and stuff was the fact that um, the, the theory is that the Emperor is trying to clone a body that could actually contain the amount of dark side energy that he usually channels. Which is why his body died so quickly. Right. He burned it out, basically. Yeah. I think I think the major problem with Snoke, I think Snoke was was a clone of of Palpatine, but I think it was the frog DNA that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong wrong franchise. Sorry. (laughs) But no, I think um, the idea was they're trying to um, that's you get a, a mention of it in the first season of Mando with Quill. About the strand casts, which I believe those are actually um, clones with multiple different hosts. You're yeah. trying to splice the DNA, a little bit out of this DNA, a little bit out of that DNA. Right, yeah. And I think that's what they were trying to do. That's why they wanted Grogu, because Grogu, th- that species, is extremely high in metachlorian counts. Right. And so it's like, okay, well, we need this part out of this species. Let's grab the next, this part out of this one. 
and trying to create the perfect host for Palpatine that it wouldn't burn out immediately. Right. I think that's why when you get and you see the um, Snokes in the bottles and stuff in the sequels, that's what happens is as they, every time they would actually become viable enough to possibly hold him, they, he would start to transfer and it would burn out the body almost immediately. Right. Too much dark side energy. Well, mm. since we're talking Mandalorian, let's go ahead and jump over to the last few episodes of Mandalorian. Well, uh, one thing I will say is, um, after my disappointment with episode four, uh, they definitely made up for it in episodes five and six. Yes. Episode really? six, I told Mike before the show, before the show, he said he was on all kinds, all kinds of people's comments about episode six. And, and, and we'll, it, we'll touch it on felt, it. Yeah. Well, it felt to me almost like it was a live action episode of the Clone Wars of Rebels. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But. And also I, my own, my only critique was, um, all the stunt casting for the entire season was done in one episode. <laughs> See, I enjoyed that. I know. I know. I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying it's like you could have spread that out a little bit. I love that I it was only one episode because I was just like, oh, and there's, oh, and there's, and look at the end. <laughs> now, some of the response I've been seeing is they feel Mandalorian has jumped the shark. And, and I'm hearing this or I'm reading this from people who have worked on previous um, Lucasfilm Star Wars projects and have ties to Lucasfilm. And they're the yeah. one. Oh, I guess I picked a great week to stop watching Mandalorian. Oh, it's okay. jumped the shark. Incorrect. Yeah. But we should probably start with last week's episode with um, Swamp Thing. I mean, the Pirate King. <laughs> So, dude, you know what's what's kind of funny? I actually saw a meme today that, um, and it was um, Gorian Shard with the um, his head pirate dude that um, was on the planet, and it was flying the one fighter. Okay, so side by side, and then they showed a picture of Pizza the Hut with his right hand man, <laughs> <laughs> that um, silver droid that keeps eat, keeps eating him. Yeah, tastes good. You know, boss. You know what's really funny is um, I was watching the episode with my wife earlier today and um, I, I was re-watching it. She was watching it for the first time and she turns to me and goes, it's like they took the, the crew right out of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea though that, um, that um, you could tell Grief Karga and when you first when we first see him in this season it could be that um, he's still working an angle no matter what they've shown of him so far but in this episode when you get to the end he's actually honors his, his thing and says hey no Mandos you get this spot of land because you, you're now part yeah. of this it's like no actually he has changed <laughs> uh, did you notice the name of the canyon at, I wasn't paying attention enough to catch it uh, grief declares is now Mando property uh -uh. Bullock Cannon Canyon. Oh, cool. So great nod to Jeremy Bullock. Mm hmm. I heard that. I'm like, oh, Jeremy immortalized. <laughs> if he wasn't already part of Canon with everything else, now, now his name is Canon. Yeah. Being a Canyon. I like that. I, did, I also enjoyed um, watching uh, Pokatan and uh, Dinjarin with their ships working together and um, to take out the pirates. Yeah, that was really cool. And the, war, the World War II ball turrets on the bottom of that pirate ship is cool. To, yeah. me, to me, that was a, a nod back to the Clone Wars as well uh, with yeah. the gunships. With the gunships, with the ball turrets on it too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This was, These ones looked uh, more obviously they were straight out of the um, bombers. Yeah, except but the, the difference is these actually Wars lowered up, out. Star Wars, yeah, well, they Star Wars up the um, ones in the Clone Wars more yeah and in attack of the clones and stuff like that yeah and, and it, even in this one you know star wars th this up too but i i do love the touch how they just you know hydraulic drop out yeah they're not they're not always out there right yeah not like you would have on a bomber mm -hmm. i mean nice not really loved it but we actually we really need to get into this um second episode because um <laughs> something happened that i've been waiting for and I, we've talked about on here before how are they going to figure this out is um, we've been leaning this entire season to Bo-Katan finally becoming the leader of the Mandalorians. But we know there's the only way she could do that is if she has a Darksaber. So is she going to attack Bo Din Djarin? How is this going to work? Right. I kind of found it creative the way they actually did an end around 
so she actually earned the dark saber and nobody knew and even the people watching i didn't catch that immediately that that's the way it would work but you know din jaren's always had that in his back pocket since for like that for us it's like a couple of episodes yeah you know, he's always had that in the back of his head that he could do this at any time he wanted yeah but i love the comment that's nice but i can't that's not something you could gift yeah <laughs> And then, well, I was defeated by a spider droid. (laughs) She defeated the spider droid and then handed this saber back to me. Doesn't that make it her saber? And even though, and the cool thing is, it was set, it was set up last week. The armorer um, also recognized that in her that she would be the one, she could be the one to unite all of Mandalore and retake the planet. Well, and, and I think I think it's because she's recognized that you know that's Satine's sister. It's in the it's in the family. Yeah. Well, she actually does have a um, royal title, like even on this the planet they're on here. They call yeah, her Black Lady. So called her Princess um, no, Katan, no, Princess Bo. Lady Katan, Lady Bo. Someone was calling her Princess also. Lady Bo. So there was also um, the Princess Katan or Princess Bo. They had also mentioned. Mm-hmm. She's recognized basically as royalty from Mandalore. Right. Yeah. And we all know from watching the shows and stuff that she is strong enough to be the warrior leader also. Right. Right. I mean, Wolf, uh, she challenges Wolf for leadership of the um, of his mercenaries and takes him down. I mean, it, there was a battle, but it, it was pretty not that difficult of a battle for her to take him down. Uh-uh. That was that was a good fight though. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting to see um, when they get back to the um, culvert with the um, children of the Watch Mandos, and uh, the idea was that she would bring more Mandos to them. Are they going to force everybody to um, go back to the Creed, or are they going to get looser on the Creed, or how's this going to work? And how are you going to yeah. ma- merge these multiple different um, variations of the same people? I th- that's what I was wondering too. I think. Um- I think the armor recognizes for Mandalore to be reunited that there's going to have to be oh like a combination yeah there's going to have to be a an acceptance Compromise. an acceptance of those who take their helmets off right Think we're ever going to get um, acknowledgement from her that she was following Darth Maul at some point? I don't know. Because she's that's, got the Maldorian helmet. Well, that, that, that's, the, that's the speculation, too, is that she was uh, Saxon's, Gar Saxon's second. Possibly. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know yeah. if that'll ever uh, be acknowledged or not. Now, part of this episode, though, when they first land on the planet there, was that an actual um, cameo from the droids from Rebels? No. No. The, the I black, thought so um, first, yeah, but no. I'm looking at no. like, wait, who is because they it, they made it obvious that there's two black droids looking just like you. Know what I mean, eight. Um, I was trying to remember their names. AP four is AP four. No, there was no um, R two no. unit because Chopper was with her. Right. Uh, right. Actually, it was AP seven. AP seven was yeah. blue, not black. I thought he was black. No, he's blue. Okay. Of course, you. Of course, Mike. You also know the first initial quick thought that flashed in my head at that yeah. moment, but then disappeared, right? Oh, uh, from the distance, I, I initially thought, wait, is that trips? Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then I saw the, saw the, uh, the Death Star droid head, the AP head. Right. I'm like, okay, it's not, I know. but I was like, wait, is that? No. <laughs> But then, but uh, but the the other thing is when I saw because I was drawn to the protocol droid first or the yeah. the human human s droid first and and had that thought oh this is trips then I looked at the astromechs like eh, that's not BT it's the wrong head mm-hmm. it's the wrong dome so but Although- I love I love. Uh, the comment, what are Imperial droids doing here? Yeah. Then we got a um, first time I think we've ever seen a variation on an IT droid. So you get the white IT droid that's working in the lab. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't think I've ever seen anything other than the black ITO style droid that is actually just a torture droid. You know, you know what's funny is um, I saw the droid and it didn't even dawn on me at first until I actually heard it. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I looked at Vicky, he's like, dude, I, it's a white Dr. Ball. <laughs> I, I didn't catch it until the needle popped out. Then I'm like, holy crap, it's Dr. Ball. It's an, it's an albino ball. The, the Imperials <laughs> use it as an interrogation droid, an IT droid. Mm-hmm. But okay. um, they, you can see where this really probably was originally designed to be a lab tech droid in general. Well, maybe that's what the white variant is. It's for lab tech. It's the original version of it. Right. Something. Because okay. I'm thinking that I don't know if the Empire d- designed that droid or if it was something that they just uh, modified to their uses. Well, could, it could have been a Imperial droid because remember, uh, Jack Black's character is former Imperial. Yeah. It's a former captain. And the whole planet is former Imperial stuff. So, yeah. 
Now, I, I got to say, I love Ogre's Cantina at Galaxy's Edge. I know Derek does yeah. too, now that he's been there. How cool was it to see a droid bar? Yeah, I know, right? That was one that almost took me a little out of Star Wars. Because forever in Star Wars, we see droids when they're not actually doing serving their purpose because they're programmed to do certain things. They kind of just shut down and go to power save. Because droids in Star Wars in general, other than like C-3PO and R2, droids are property. They are um, a machine to do work. They're specific, specifically designed to do something. But it's a whole new world now, man. See, I, this didn't bother me one bit. Me either. No, I, I, I didn't I think it was fun. First time I saw it, I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't, what you got it for me was when they walked down the alley and see the two droids talking together. It's like they were trying to hook up or something. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what's funny is. is the only one I know of that ever had those feelings. I don't know why, but. It just works. I kind of got a little of that feeling too at first, but then when. When they walked in and all the droids, droids stopped and looked at them for some reason that like I, w- I was waiting for I the, was totally I was, into it. Then. I was waiting for the droid bartender to go. We don't serve your kind here. I know I me too. The exact opposite I, of the tattooing. Or I, was, I was wanting. I was wanting that, but I was hoping. But there were I. I stopped and I really went slow through that through that whole sequence because I was I was looking for one character as a cameo. And I didn't see it. And it would have been a great little Easter egg nod tribute thing. What's the one droid that we know drinks a lot? Droid? Or robot? Bender from Futurama. Bender? Yeah. I can't see that. I mean, it it is a Disney property, but. That would have pulled me out of it. Did they get Futurama with the Fox purchase? Yes, they did. That's why we're getting new new episodes. I'm wondering. Did they did they really slick and um, out of nowhere give um, Anthony Daniels a cameo in this? You think? Do you think there's a ch- any chance that he was inside the blue three um, PO droid? No, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, I think he's. I think he said he was done with doing that. <laughs> Actually, I I could verify that because I follow. And eventually, we'll get him on the show. Uh, he is one of the droid performers now, uh, Chris Bartlett. Okay. He does a lot of the droids. Uh, and he said uh, Daniel Bowman, B-O-H-M-A-N, um, <laughs> performed the blue the blue astromech. Astromech? I mean, not astromech, uh, protocol droid. Protocol droid. Okay. Another, were you thinking the same thing though? Is that why you asked? Oh, no, um, he he just posted it on Instagram. Oh, okay. Now, one, I love that droid look. I love that blue. Yeah. Two, yeah, cool. as a collector of droids, I want to see all these droids from this bar in vintage collection. Mm. And, and that would, that and that's going to drive me nuts because that will be an instant hurt in the wallet. Yeah. Another well, those, thing you do is droid builder set. Another thing I found interesting is I've always wondered when the um, BB ball droids were first introduced, and um, it looks like they might go as far back as at least Mandalorian. Was there one in the bar there? I don't know if it no. was actually in the scene, but it was in the concept drawing. Uh, oh. The if you remember, there was a um, there was an astromech design by a fan that was in Kenobi. That was almost the basis for. There was. Yes. Oh, hold on. Uh, I'm looking at it now. That I think that type of droid was actually in in the bar. Yeah, I can't. I'm not. Apparently, I'm not searching. It's. Like, I guess you could kind of see it lead to the BB droids, but I think that would, when I saw that droid, I I thought that was the step in the right direction. Maybe, hmm. it's just it's definitely a unique looking droid. Yeah, because I was excited when that came out. Uh, uh, do they have any toys of it? No, it's never been made as a toy yet. Yet, um, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, now looking on uh, StarWars.com because it was such a big deal. You would think it'll be. Uh, I would hope it'd be in the in their database. It is on StarWars.com. It's the title of the article is "How a Star Wars Fan Created a New Droid for Disney's Obi Wan Kenobi." Okay. KP One is apparently its name. Created by Camille Minette or Minet. Oh yeah, she's from France, so definitely Minet. 
So yeah. So I bet you they they've used that droid from Kenobi, and that's the exact one that's now on this planet. Maybe. Hmm. How how odd was it for you guys to see Jack Black and uh, <laughs> and Elizabeth? Well, unfortunately, I go ahead. I was gonna say, unfortunately, I had that spoiled ahead of time, so I knew it was coming. But still, <laughs> the one I didn't know about was um, Christopher Lloyd. That one surprised me. Yeah, he I knew was in this. He was in this season somewhere. Yeah. I knew he well, was in the Lizzo season. Recognized, but that, I don't. I wouldn't recognize her on the street usually. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a big Lizzo fan, but you know, whatever. Now, I I will say, um, I loved Lloyd's character. Yeah, yeah, and I, I loved how he name drops Dooku and says Dooku yeah. was right I from he, the. I knew right when I heard that. I'm like, oh, Mike must love that. And, and again, you know, kind of see that a little bit in the films. But, you know, we definitely see a lot of that in Dooku Jedi Lost. And we see a lot of that with Tales from the Jedi or Tales of the Jedi, the Dooku episodes. Um, it, you know, we talked about last week. If there was going to be anyone from the Jedi Order who was going to serve as a senator, it would have been Dooku. Yeah. Well, in general, we've, I think we've discussed it before that um, Dooku was not wrong. No. In general, if you watch Star Wars, it's weird because the Sith are almost truthful almost most of the time when they're making statements. Yeah. It's just their methods are the are wrong. Whereas the Jedi are actually trying to hide things and trying to keep control of what's going on. I think I think it's also that the Sith's intentions are are self-serving. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said it's like if you go straight on true and false, most of what the Sith say is is true. Right. Right. And most of what the Jedi say when they come straight out and say stuff is there is hiding something or it's a certain side of the truth. Mm-hmm. It's manipulative almost. Right. right. I found it very interesting that there are at that point in time, there would still be separatists around. Yeah. I like that. That was interesting. I think what it was, he's just a former separatist that never renounced what he was doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure there are others too. Oh, there's probably plenty of them that still feel the same. Yeah. Feel that. So it was a separatist that went the way of the empire because he wasn't a fan of what the new Republic was or what the Republic had done and the rebellion. Um, so, so changed for all that. But then when he well, saw right, what right, was going, right. he, he didn't want, he didn't like the empire either. No. Right. But he could tolerate the empire more than he could tolerate um, the rebellion. Or now the new Republic. And that's, that's why he's able to serve Jack Black's character so easily. Yeah. Well, I think Jack Black is also one of the most unimperial imperials you could get. Mm-hmm. You can see he was uh, an imperial dignitary at some point as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Although, yes, he may have been a captain, but I think he was a, uh, um, like, sort of like uh, Tom Cruise's character initially in uh, Edge of Tomorrow, in the beginning of Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Just there to help push the propaganda and stay off the front lines. Mm-hmm. So the other part of this that was interesting was um the, the whole um Ugnot section yes. yeah and, and um Dinjar knowing Queel he was able to actually communicate with them and actually know what they needed to be able to get something for them to do it yeah that was great well I and I, I love too how uh, Bo-Katan says you let me handle this <laughs> she says that a couple times in this episode and he's like uh, then when he it's like well, just stand back and watch <laughs> yeah and then he starts up and goes. And then the whole I have spoken. It's like, yeah. okay, so I have spoken means something major in, in that culture. Yep. So, uh, final thoughts, guys. I know that we could go even longer and deeper with this, but final thoughts. Well, we've got two episodes left, so it'll be interesting to see where we, where we go. Do we actually end the season on Mandalore? Do we, um, do, does the season lead into Ahsoka? Right. Good question. Do we have something in the final episode? Because, like, the, the final episodes for the first two seasons, something huge has happened. Yeah. So what is it that's huge that happens on this, the final episode here that leads into something else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we see the we see the mythosaur again before the end of the season. Yeah, I bet we do. I think if we go back to Mandalore, yeah, we'll we'll see the, we'll see it. We get Bogotan riding the mythosaur carrying the dark saber, which actually was, if I remember, it wasn't that an image in Clone Wars of the first Jedi that created the dark saber was riding a mythosaur. I think so. 
Yeah, I think it's a flashback thing. It was like a cave painting that they had animated or something. Maybe right. They were telling the legend of Mandalore. I have to go back and watch those episodes. Right. It's quite possible, yeah. To totally show that everybody, to be on a shadow of doubt, that she is the one that should be leading Mandalore. She rides in on the mythosaur. Yeah. <laughs> well, and with, with the ties, do we potentially see Rosario Dawson show up in the final episode with re- trying to recruit Bo Katan for help? And then we see her, uh, you know, possibly um, in, in cameo, ro- cameo type stuff in, in Ahsoka. Who, Bo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if Ahsoka shows up and someone else walks out, and another Mandalorian walks out of the ship with her. Oh. And we get introduced for the first time to the Sabine actress. Oh. Because remember, Sabine had the Darksaber for a while. I don't remember how she lost it. Last right. I saw it, she had it at the end of Rebels. She did not She did not have it after the Battle of, of uh, Endor. I don't yes, think. But at the end of Rebels, the season, or the last series, before you get the coda, yeah. she ended the series with it. Yes. So somewhere in the next couple of years, she lost it somehow. And Moff Gideon gets a hold of it. Yeah. So well, what yes. happened there? Did, did she lose it or did it get taken from her? No, no. Because Moff Gideon wouldn't care what it is. is He wants it. He's going to take it. It's not going to be that he has to challenge her and beat her in combat for it. He don't care. He doesn't care. He's, he's not a Mandalorian. Right. He's an Imperial dingbat with who's power hungry. Mm-hmm. So uh, on that note, um, my only final thought is act now on Amazon.com. You could get Lola, the animatronic edition for thirty-seven ninety-nine. It's 58% off. Nice. So if you're into droids, this is one this is one of the ones that are one of the styles that people have been modifying as a shoulder rider for the parks and, mm. and painting up as well. So that'd be cool. Um other than that, AJ seven. Gentlemen, sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.